Blog Talk Radio. Yes, there is still a show. <laughs> I wasn't too sure after last night. Uh, Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you, but you know it is, because that's why you tuned in. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out her social media page on Facebook for the direct link to the limited edition Halloween collection sale, which is going on until the end of this month. Samhain it ends. Get it before it's all gone. I don't know how much of it is gone already. No clue. Check in. See what you can still get. Um, Because the products are amazing. And very soon it will be time to talk about the year-end blessing balls the home blessing balls you know i talk about them every year and around thanksgiving is when i really start pushing them so get your halloween stuff now and check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs my guest this morning for the hour she's brave (laughs) after last night anybody's brave um i guess i don't know i just said what i meant anyway with me for the hour is my friend, the amazing Patty Wigington, and we are going to be talking about her newest book, Wicca Journaler, Wicca Journaler, Wicca Journal for Beginners. I'm still like on last night with spells, rituals, and remedies. Hi, Patty. Good morning, Raina Star. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm so happy to talk to you um, because I will admit to you that I am a whole ass lazy witch and I, you know, I have a lot of folks on. No, seriously, I am. And, you know, journaling is a thing and it's an important thing because I think it's good to, to put your feelings and thoughts and your experiments and your spells and all the things we do as witches in order to even hand them down. You've got to, like put them to paper somewhere and again whole ass lazy witch that I am um (laughs) does not know where to start I have tried journaling before I'm basically shit at it I get lots of encouragement but I don't know where to start oh honey I'm so sorry oh no I I'm because I'm not a writer I'm a fucking talker you know what I mean but this book is so Cool. Let me tell you something. If you are interested in journaling at all, and I am, but again, don't know where to start, this book is amazing because it asks all the right questions. It gives you information. It gives you stuff to do. But then it says, here's where you write it all down. And I will tell you that it is probably a good idea to get more than one of these books at a time because um, – I think that over time you will do things a little bit differently um, Mm -hmm. and you will reflect differently on the questions that are presented in the book. And, you know, there's a section for, for, you know, it it gives you everything. It, It tells you, here, put your date and time here, you know. Put what the spell is about here. Put the, the name of the spell here. Uh, who are you doing it for? What, how did it go? Did it work? Did it not work? What would you change for next time? So my feeling is, is that this is a great book, you know, even for me. But, I mean, it's a great book for beginners. It says for beginners, but mm, anybody could use this. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. Hold on, lazy wretch like me. So this is great. <laughs> what made you do it now? It's it's really cool that you put all of this together because it really makes it easier. Like I don't have to go through five thousand reference books or pull out a bunch of other spell books. You've got it all right here. So this was inspired. I don't know. I don't know why other folks don't do this. Um, I know some, a couple do, but not enough because I think it helps. I think, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot more guidance than I ever had. So I'm really appreciative of this book. So tell me what inspired it and how you came to it and all the good stuff. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for, for the kind words about it because it was, it's, it's very different from the other books I've written. Um, full disclaimer, mm-hmm. it, is, yeah. it is completely unlike anything I've ever done. And one of the things that inspired me as I was writing it, you know, I've been practicing for, I guess, about 35 years now. So it's been a few minutes. And when I was early in my magical practice, you know, you'd open up the books, which, you know, there weren't nearly as many as there are now. But you'd open the books and be like, here's a spell for money magic. And here's a spell for healing. And here's a spell for protection. So, you know, you'd follow the recipes almost like you were following a cookbook. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to make a cake, so I'll buy the ingredients, I'll follow the directions, and then I'll have a cake at the end of it. But with magic, it's a little different. And it took me a while to figure this out as as I practiced because I started realizing that while intention is one thing, purpose is another. Why are you doing the money spell? Why are you doing the healing spell? Why are you doing the protection Mm. spell? Because my reason for doing it might be completely different than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really important to understand not just the how, but the why. And because everybody's practice is so different, you know, I've I've been doing magical journaling for a really long time. Um, And over the course of, you know, three plus decades, I've had to force myself to you know, I've asked myself some pretty uncomfortable questions. I've asked myself, okay, where is this going, but why is it going there? And sometimes the answers are hard, uh-huh. and they're things that we don't want to deal with. Um, but knowing the why, knowing the journey you have to take to get to the actual destination helps make your magic more focused. Yeah. Focus. So that was kind of the point of, you know, the, the middle section, which is a series of journal prompts asking you, okay, here's a question about something you w- might want to accomplish with your magic. Explain why you want to accomplish it. You know, verbalize, articulate what is your purpose. And I think that helps us become stronger as magical practitioners, spellcasters, which is whatever, however you define yourself. And even if you're a lazy witch, and I will be the first person to admit, I am a big fan of working smarter, not harder, okay? I absolutely uh-huh. follow that as a guideline. But I think yep. by, by taking the time to actually articulate your purpose and visualize not just where you want to go but how you want to get there, I think in the long run that is working smarter because it allows you to be more focused, more targeted with your magic, um, and ultimately brings about the results that you're, that you're wanting to achieve. So that was kind of where it came from. That yeah. was kind of the goal. And I love that because, you know, as somebody who's a magic user or a practitioner, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, yeah, the witches. fact for Basic me, witches. yeah, you know, it's, it's like yeah. no one ever asked me those questions. And it's like, well, why do you right. want to do this? Well, um, because I want to have more freedom, more time to myself. Because if I do a money spell, right. it's like, I want, you know, because of the same reason most people do, which is to make life easier. Okay, how will it make sure. your life easier? Oh, shit, you're exactly. now, now you're fucking making me dig. What the fuck right. is that about? All of a sudden, right. I'm having exactly. to think about. Uh, yeah, you know, I really? did a, I did a class want... not too long ago. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was just oh, going to was... say, you know, when you ask somebody to – Explain why, why, well, why, what what about it is going to make your life easier? What is it you're going to buy? What's your intention with this purchase? Is it for you? Is it for someone else? Is it for your family? Is it for your, I mean, you really dig. And there's a reason, yeah, there's a reason why, you know, you do a money smell and nothing fucking happens. And maybe it's because you haven't explained 
explain yourself to the universe, damn it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like maybe there's a whole lot of... Yeah, it's it's why a lot of magic, I think, doesn't work, because we don't really explain it to the universe or even ourselves. And if you don't yeah. even have the intention behind the spell, how do you intend to manifest something when you don't even have a clearly formed thought or methodology? So, yeah, yeah I think we fail my... to define our targets. We fail to define our goals. And, you know, I was doing a class not too long ago on household magic, using non-magical shit from around your house to do magical shit around your house, you know, that kind of thing. And we got to talking <laughs> yeah. about how everybody defines their, their purpose differently. Like, for one person, you know, money magic might mean I've got enough to both pay the electric bill and buy the good groceries this week. You know, for another person, it might mean I want to have enough money to save up for a nest egg to buy a house or a new car. For another person, it might be, Mm -hmm. I want to pay my kids college tuition so they can graduate debt-free without student loans. Uh, Plot twist, that's me right now. Um, But, you know, for each person, it's different. So spell work isn't a one-size-fits-all thing. If you and I have two different ideas of what we hope to accomplish with money magic and we do the same spell, you bet your ass we better go ahead and define what our purpose is and why we want it because that's where the opportunities begin to open up. Yeah. See, so true. Because all the, you know, because I, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, I did a spell to win the lottery. Yeah, but yeah. did you extrapolate it out? Did you really right. define everything you're going to do with it? And I think the lack of direction makes the universe kind of go, well, if you're not clear about it, you know, we can make a winner. It ain't going to be your ass, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, well, and I if think you, people if tend you to want overlook. To... Yes. Go yeah, ahead. Say that. I know what you're going to difference. say. Yeah. They tend to overlook the difference between possibility and probability. Like, the possibility mm-hmm. of me winning the lottery exists. All I have to do is buy a lottery ticket, and there is a possibility. The probability uh-huh. of me walking away with that sweet $400 million super uber lotto jackpot, the probability is pretty damn low. On the other hand, if right. I'm doing magic to bring extra income into my life, you know, the possibility of things is out there. The probability, you know, maybe my boss comes to me and says, hey, you know, we've got a possibility for you to work some overtime and earn a little bit extra over the weekend. Would you like to do that? That's an opportunity. I'm willing to work for it because that's money in my hands. You know, money I've earned spends just as well as money that was handed to me. No shit. (laughs) For real. For real. I mean, it's just, It's just true, you know, and I think a lot of magic does, in fact, fail because it's not directed properly or well-defined enough. So, yeah, this journal is a journey. It's, you know, and I I have, yeah, and I got to tell you, it's, again, definitely for beginners, absolutely sure, 100%. It's not even necessarily Wicca specific spells because you no, do get to do a lot of your not. own exploration. Yeah, so I don't want people to be thrown by the name um, right? because I think it's a lot more inclusive and I want folks to realize that there is the access to this information is really for everybody. And I mean, you don't even have to necessarily practice magic. It's like wake up in the morning. What, you know, what are you going to do today? How how would you have changed the day? How would you have changed your reactions at the end of the day? I mean, there's just – it's really good for self-exploration in addition yeah. to a magical workbook. And I just want to stress the importance of defining your own intentions so you know what's motivating you. Because a lot of us mm-hmm. are just like walking through this life, trying to get bills paid and shit, Without thinking any further than that, and this book, I think, right. really helps you come more to your purpose with your magic, with your intention, and I need a whole lot of help because I am so busy I am, and yeah. disorganized. Listen, when I tell you I am a whole-ass lazy witch, I am not fucking about. I seriously am, <laughs> and I will take all the help 
that is given to me, and I find this book to be extremely helpful as far as where do I put this thought? Oh, look, there's a space for it right yeah. here that says, put this thought there. <laughs> right, Raina, I literally did some of the work for you, so you wouldn't have to, girl. I know. <laughs> and I appreciate you. I appreciate you for it. Because I'm busy as a motherfucker. It is our season. I am fucking oh, yeah. cutting loose on shit left and right. I don't have time to think about the order that things should be in. And I'm very grateful right. to you for making sure that the order got laid out for me because, yeah, I just – if you're one of these people and life is so fucking overwhelming sometimes that you're lucky you know where your socks are and how to put them on, uh, wiping your ass, sometimes you're sitting on the toilet, no shit, I, and literally, I'm sitting on the commode and I'm reading and half, you know, like 20 minutes goes by and at some point I am asking myself, did I wipe? Do I need to wipe? Did I finish? Did I? There are moments I'm so deep in thought. I'm wondering, did I actually get yeah. my pants down before I started? This is what I got to say. You this, get older. This is this is a conversation I have never had on a podcast about about people's bathroom habits. Like I had no idea, but thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I do a lot of good thinking when I have nothing yeah. else occupying my mind. I know. Right. Sorry for the you know oversharing where, you know of information, a, but it happens. You know where I, you know where <laughs> I do here. a lot of my best. I do a lot of my best thinking in two different places. One is when I'm taking my shower in the morning. I like that's uh-huh. where like I have deep thoughts where I outline all the things that I need to handle and think about and focus on for the day. And when I'm driving, because yeah. I like to do, I, I I travel a lot like on weekends and stuff, you know, because I'll be going here, there, and everywhere, especially this time of year. And you know, if I'm in the car for two and a half, three, four hours, oh my gosh, there's so many things to think about. Like I can map out half a yeah. book in one one weekend if I'm driving someplace. You know, it's 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 a good time to be alone with your thoughts, literally. Yeah, I'm rarely alone. So when I, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. alone in the car, which is only a 20-minute drive in either direction, so it's really mm. not enough time. I do take extra long showers because I do need that <laughs> quiet time to, like, yeah. gather my thoughts. But nor- normally when I'm taking a shower, it's day job related and not necessarily right. magic related. So, you know, listen, I am not the only one who is sitting there going through Facebook while I'm doing my business. I mean, I know oh, it's I not mean, just that's, me. That's, that's what Facebook is for, to keep you busy while you're on the pot, man. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is where I think about, you know, oh, I've got to book this person or I've got to set up this show or how, you know, all the different things that you do, especially now. But because I'm so busy, journaling is like, yeah, I'll get to it. And it's something I've pushed yeah. off repeatedly. Ask half the people who know me really well who know that I want to journal, but don't get to journaling because I just can't but I, think. Yeah, I mean, but I think you have to – you you have to find a way to carve out time in your day for some sort of magical activity, whether it's journaling or meditation or spell work, and maybe not every day. Because I mean, dude, I get it. I'm I'm super busy. You know, I work a full time job in the corporate world. Yeah, I've got all kinds yep. of other activities keeping me busy. I've got projects, things like that. But I still try to yep. take fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, just to do something, even if it's you know. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna read a read about a particular herb this morning, or I'm gonna pull my tarot cards for the day, or I'm going to yep. I'm going to journal, you know. And and by making that part of my daily routine, and I'm an early riser, like I am terrifyingly chipper first thing in the morning. So for me, like I usually <laughs> am up long before the sun is, and that that quiet time before dawn, that that weird liminal period of the day when it's yeah. not daytime and it's sure. not night. Um, that's when I do my most magical stuff. And, and, you know, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes, by targeting that first thing in the morning because it works best for me, it sets the tone for the whole rest of my day. 
Yeah, and I can see how that would work. Like, I'm at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. you know, my quiet time in the car is great. Um, but the book just helps organize your thoughts in such a way that you you all you have to think about is what your feelings are, your, what your reactions are, what your yeah. – it, it gives you all of the prompts to put your information down cohesively if you're like yeah. me. I mean, listen, I'm friends with a lot of writers. Obviously, this is what I do. Um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that I do not have writers, and I think – Writers are a special type of people that have writer's brain. They write because they have to. Um, exactly. You know, we do. Because we can't we're not of not and, writing. Yeah. Exactly. And I used to be like that 30 years ago. But then, you know, I had kids and my shit got fucked up. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. No, seriously, my son, it's not your fault. Both of my sons. Um, but the fact of the matter is I lost a lot of my focus mm-hmm. when I started having kids. And I don't know if oh, that's sure. a me thing or if it happens to other people like that. But, yeah. So the no, idea I that I can I think just that's something this, that happens to everybody. Yeah, but most people get it back afterwards, and I didn't. And the fact yeah. that this book is now here for me to, like, write my thoughts down and not have to – be creative and, and, you know, learn how to do a whole ass journal on my own and that that, this book is available to give me all of those prompts is really fucking sweet. So thank you for doing that because I very much appreciate it. I like books. Listen, I'm lazy. I I like things (laughs) to do things for me and you made that happen in my world. So thank you so much for doing it. (laughs) Well, and you know, that's, that does kind of come back to your point about even though the title says it's for beginners, it's not. It's for anybody who's just like trying to refocus themselves and reflect on, okay, you've been practicing for X number of years. What do you want to do next? You know, so it's not just for beginners. It's for anybody who just feels like they need a little more focus or they just need that little extra nudge to, to, to get them off the ledge. And that was, that was the goal. And I, I'm, I'm really pleased with the way it turned out, honestly. You should be, because I, I really think that this is helpful, like helpful, helpful, you know, and it stands alone. Like, you don't have to have read all yeah. of Patty's books to use no, this book. No, not at all. This book is it's a stand, yeah, it's a total standalone item, which I also love, which is also very helpful, you know. And you can actually, if you really wanted to, you could use it with other books if you were so inclined. Oh, sure. And I mean, I just, I just appreciate it because there are, there are really great spells in here and, and things to reflect upon. And it's extraordinarily helpful. There are questions that will help you journal better or more thoroughly is maybe I better should, should say that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love that you did this. Was there somebody in your life that prompted this like, did somebody say, I really want to do this, but I don't know where to start? And you were like, hmm, I could, sol- I could come <laughs> up with that solution. Well, it, it kind of unfolded sort of like that. Um, I was actually having a conversation with uh, an editor that I had worked with at Rockridge Press, Callisto Media, previously. And we were talking about, you know, the 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 – physical construction of spell work, you know, and we had sort of this conversation about how, you know, people follow the recipe, but they don't know why. And so they figure that all they have to do is follow the recipe, but they're not actually doing the work. They're just following somebody else's recipe. Um, So that kind of inspired it because, you know, they then asked me, okay, so how do you figure out the why? How do you determine the why? How do you figure out what what stops you need to make on your way to your destination. And that was sort of what inspired it. And the more I thought about it, the more we talked about it, the more I realized that these are the kinds of questions that I've forced myself to answer for the past 30 odd years. When I, when I do my magic and when I, you know, when I craft a working, I have to ask myself 
these questions. And I wish that 35 years ago somebody had told me to ask myself these questions because nobody did. These are things I wish I had known, um, but I didn't. And I figured it out on my own, and I found that it made my magic very, very effective because it's targeted, it's direct, it's concise, and more often than not, it's pretty damn successful. And when it's not, I learn from it because I never make the same mistake twice. Ooh. I've made so many. <laughs> it's so true. Listen, I've been practicing magic over 45 years. I am an older person. I get that. Things were different. You know, just even getting information was not easy. Um, no. And, and, you know, finding a book was very difficult. You know, I talked about yeah, this a little yeah, bit last like night. Yeah, through the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I happened to oh, – I mean, I was in a department store, and remember when department stores had a book section? I don't know if they even do anymore. No. But, like, <laughs> my – yeah, right. So, like, my local – department store had a book section and I used to like to get out of the house and away from my parents I would walk down Mm -hmm. the street and that's where I bought my very first book it was a brand new book called the complete book of magic and complete was spelled c-o-m-p-l-e-a-t I and I had never seen that spelling of the word complete before but it caught my eye yeah, and I have, I mean, now I think you can buy it on, like, eBay for $400. It's a little paperback. Oh, my God. It's insane. Yeah, oh, but you crazy. couldn't find shit. Yeah, so, right. I, I mean, but that's where I found it. And, you know, it, it, it was my, that whole book was a bunch of spells, and I did my very first spell from it. And it, oh, that's It was cool. quite an eye-opener. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind that's of amazing. glad that my first... Yeah, I'm I'm very glad my first spell didn't go off the way I wanted it to because it was right. not a good it was not fun. It was not a good spell to cast on a person, let's just say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't I'm it still, funny I'm how you still... remember like your first magical book? Yeah. Like my first the first book on magic that I owned was Big Blue. Bucky's Big Blue. And I still have yep. my copy from 1986, and it's dog-eared, and it's highlighted. Uh-huh. And I know for a lot of people, a lot of people are like, I don't like to write in my books. That, that just doesn't seem right. Like, books are some sort of sacred cow that you should never touch with a pen or a highlighter or dog-ear the corners. And, you know, that was one of the things about the journal, too. It's like, I want you to write in this. I want you to doodle in it. I want you to bend the corners. I want you to write in the margins. I want you to do everything to it, you know. But I still have my old tattered copy of Big blue and there's there's a nostalgia value for those of us who have been practicing for a really long time to look back at those early books that we read and think about like that Mm -hmm. first spell that you cast and how different your practice is now and how much you've evolved magically from since then you're not even kidding because i was a mess and i just oh same girl you know i think yeah and i think sometimes for young folks the reason they get into magic in the first place is because they are suffering some kind of abuse, which is what was happening in my world. And I'm like, how do I make this abuse stop? Well, the best way to make abuse stop is to stop your abuser from abusing you. Okay, but I'm mm-hmm. like fucking 12 years old. How do I do that? Or 11 years old. How do I do that? And, right. you know, you, you, you get this book and it's like, oh, well, here's a spell to make this happen. So I did the spell, and then instead of, you know, the person being gone-gone, they were only hospitalized. And it was a great lesson because I wasn't doing it with the with the intention behind it. Had I known enough to do it with intention, um, mm-hmm. I think that would have resulted in a, a different outcome than it did. Um, Sure. Which is probably to my benefit. You know, the older you get, the more wisdom you get. That's part of why I was ranting last night. It's like, listen, do young people do stuff we didn't do? Yes, they do. I did uh, when I was a young person. And some shit works and some shit doesn't work. And the things that work last and the things that don't work fade out like anything else. And, you know, it's kind of like, listen, I got a whole load of side eye from my mentor. I did a lot of fucked up shit. 
Um, and the fact that he still stuck with me until I was initiated is uh, incredible. You know, like I said last night, I could not have lived under the scrutiny that we put each other under now. You know, I probably would have run screaming from witchcraft if I'd had to deal with the the assault every time I made a mistake. Because now oh, yeah. everything we do yeah. is in public. You know, so I mean, but I but back to the book. Um, this book is <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> helpful and useful and easy to get along with. It's not it's not over my head. You know how I feel about things that are over my head. Um, I do, I do. Because I'm not not the brightest witch in the world, but not the dumbest oh, one either. Stop so that. don't don't push yourself. <laughs> you stop that. No, no, it's, you know what? It's not about putting myself down. It's about my level of patience. It's about my level well, of fair. commitment. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the fact that this book helps me um, accomplish a goal that I've, I've had for a really long time and enables me to now, like, who knows, when I'm done with the book, Maybe I'll just start following the patterns that the book establishes and be able to do it on my own more, you know, when right. I have more time. Right. <laughs> more time. And that was, yeah. and that was kind okay. of the thing. It's like, you know, I know everybody's super short on time. And I was talking to somebody the other day who was like, well, I don't really like to read because I don't have time. And I'm like, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the goal behind this book is that you don't have to sit and spend hours and hours reading it at once. You can literally do one page at a time at your convenience. Mhm. Yeah, and it's it's really well done, Patty. You know, you did Thank a really you. great job with this. It's it's so well thought out, and it's got a lot of things that I never wanted to deal with. <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable truth, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm listen. I'm the first to admit, if there's anybody who's good at bullshitting themselves, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> My amazing. bullshittery level is expert. Let me tell you. Thank you, thank you. It's not just me. I know it's not just me. I am willing no. to bet that half the half the people listening to this show are like, "Bitch, yes, you are nailing right. it." Because <laughs> right. Because I have a whole lot of no time. God damn it. Seriously, but the fact that, you know, because I do think this book helps you with your craft. I think it also helps you with kind of, and all right, don't don't make fun of me for saying this, all right? But I kind of think it helps, I think it helps you craft who you are or who you want to be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, someone asked me not too long ago in an interview, like, what the benefits of using magic in my life were. And I was like, not just the results of the magic, but the results of the things I've learned about myself by practicing magic. It shapes the person I've become, even in my mundane life. Yeah, Definitely, because it asks the hard questions of why you are the way you are. It asks you yeah. questions of why you do what you do and what's your real meaning behind what you're asking to do or what you're trying right. to accomplish. And, okay, so here's here's something weird. I hate answering questions. Okay. I don't do a lot of <laughs> interviews because I I would rather ask the questions than be asked the questions. So if anybody okay. ever asks me to do an interview, it means that mm. I love you beyond measure. <laughs> um, because I don't like answering questions about myself. This book gets me lets me do that in the privacy of my own home. Um, there you go. Which. You know, and it's not that I'm any more comfortable with doing it to myself, because I'm not, but you can, like, let your hair down and say what you really feel in the book, and it's like a sacred space of its very own. Yeah, and I think it's important that 
we have to learn to be comfortable with our own truth. We have to be learn to, if not like our authentic self, we have to accept it for what it is. And sometimes that, inv- that involves acknowledging things about ourselves that we didn't want to acknowledge or that we've buried um, or that we've avoided. Um, so I, I, I felt like that was crucial. And like you said, it is a sacred space. It's your space. Nobody, the journal police are not going to come to your house and read your answers. There's not a test on this later where I'm going to come knocking on your door and check your answers. This is just for you. It's just for the person who's writing in the book. Um, so I felt like that was really yeah. important. Did you keep a diary when you were a kid? I kept a diary. I was like, dear diary, I, I saw Brad at school today, you know. Oh, yeah. And the things you you write in your diary as a kid, like, you write them there because it's safe. And we had the ones with the little locks and little tiny keys that we were always losing. Oh, my gosh, those were the best. And but it was it was a it was a safe space. It was where you could write down all your thoughts and your hopes and your dreams, your rants and your raves. You could put them in there and then you hide it under your mattress or the bottom of your sock drawer or wherever and you knew that your words were, were safe. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you lived in my house and my mother found my diary, which was shit. Oh. But anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. mother I come from really crazy people, but the fact of the matter is you need a place, you need a place where you can dump your thoughts because if you carry around, I come from a world where there's just so many fucking secrets that you need a place Mm -hmm. to write them down because so much of what I was raised with was bullshit that if I didn't write some of it down, I was at risk of forgetting what was real and what wasn't because yeah. my mother yeah. has a very fanciful view of the world. I mean, I will tell you, mm. my mother told me that we were French until I found out the truth when I was 45 years old. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went back to a relative, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Mom wants to go to France to visit relatives. And it's like, what relatives? I'm like, what do you mean, what relative? And my aunt's like, we're not French. I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I was always told we were French. No, we're not yeah. French. No. We're a bunch of other things, French. but France has nothing to do with it. Yeah, so apparently my mother filled my head with a lot of shit that wasn't necessarily true. And, right. you know, it's funny. If you come from an abusive home, you always swear that you're going to grow up and do better. Like, I'll never do fill in the blank that was done to me in this situation. Right. right. You know, like when I was a kid, if I had a crush on somebody and it didn't work out, my mother's answer was always, don't worry, there'll be another one. And while that was oh. true... Um, yeah. The fact of the matter is, your heart is still broken in the moment. How about helping yeah, me ease that pain support. first? Right. Yeah, right. it's not. So I, yeah, so I mean, I always, I always said to myself, and I wrote it down somewhere because I had a diary at the time, I'm not sure. going to let my kids feel like they're alone like I was. So even Aww. to this day, when my kids have a stressor with a relationship, it's like, come on, mom, I'll help you work it out. And I never poo-poo it, and I never say get over it, and I never say right. any of the things that were said to me because they don't help. And that's kind of, yeah. and this is in a roundabout way why the fucking journal is so important, because it will help <laughs> you when you pass on your magic. And I hope that people are doing the kind of magic that they feel like passing down. This is a great way to give that information to the next generation, whatever generation it is. Because I find a lot of, you know, there's so much bullshit about, and and part of my rant last night, well, most of it was about what makes an actual witch or who gets to call themselves a witch or who's practicing (laughs) (laughs) real the gatekeeper scenario. And I mean, Oh my God, that nonsense. yeah, but it's 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 nonsense that gets to such a fucking point where you don't even want to interact with people because oh yeah it's just so oh, yeah. aggravating. So my point was, are you pass? Okay, if your tradition is so fabulous, 
Are you passing it down? Are you teaching? Instead of worrying about what other people are doing, what are you doing yeah. to keep yeah. your line together? To to pass right. what kind the of legacy are you leaving you behind? Exactly. Exactly. You, in a nutshell. Yes. What are you and doing to make sure it continues? And I think that's something we tend to do. The pagan community is really weird. Like, we we love to eat our own. I mean, we really do. You know, people will complain about, oh, it's the same old stuff. It's the same old people. It's the same old books. And then when something new and different and unheard of comes out, everybody's like, well, we we don't like that because it's new. And why should we trust it? It's weird. Or they'll slam other witches because it's like, oh, she's a witch just because she saw a thing on TikTok. You know, I don't give two shits how somebody came to witchcraft. What what matters to me is, are you practicing witchcraft? Then you can call yourself a witch. That's that's the way I I see it. You know, it's kind of how it works. Are you practicing yeah. witchcraft? Guess what? You're a witch. Then I mean, guess I what? remember you can when call we yourself were a witch. Right. I mean, Excuse me. I remember when. We were afraid to say the word witch in public because of the right. way people would react. And now yeah. it's like, yeah, now we can say it out loud and it's not a big fucking deal. And now people want to slam you for calling yourself a witch. Make up my fucking mind. Right. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> Get over it. Anybody, Listen. I can call myself the queen of fucking England. It doesn't make it true, but I can still say it. And if I say it, it's my business. Y'all can make fun of me, or you can smile and nod your head and say, we knew Raina was a little bit off. But you know what I mean? It's like the whole world doesn't have to end just because you disagree with the person's motivations. You know, if you don't want to deal with something, there is such a thing as scroll past or ignore. And people oh, yeah. don't want to yeah. do that. Well, and I think we spent so much time in the, you know, in recent decades lamenting and bemoaning the fact that witchcraft isn't, wasn't accepted by the masses, like we needed some sort of validation. Mm-hmm. And now that it's gone mainstream and it is not only accepted by the masses, it's being monetized by the masses, now everybody's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, remember the good old days when when we were a closed community and now anybody can go buy a witch kit at Sephora and we're letting everybody in and it's not fair and they're not really witches, blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. I'm over it. Yeah, exactly. It's like we cried for acceptance. Now we have yeah, acceptance. Yeah, and then we got it. Want it. Make up my, yeah, make yeah. Up my mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so tiring. It's so tiring. I love the community, and I want to smack half of it oh, at the absolutely. same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I discovered you know? just like in my just like in my mundane community, I, I, yeah. I'm I very selective about my interactions, you know. I don't go to yeah. every single conference. I don't go to every single, you know, six-day-long festival. I don't do every single one of those, partly because I don't have the time, um, and partly because I just tend to be very selective about where I spend my time, how I spend it, and who I spend yeah. it with. And, you know, there are some things where I'm just kind of like, you know, I just don't feel like I have the emotional, physical, or mental wherewithal to to get involved in this. So I don't. I agree. And, you know, and for a lot of others of us, it's not just about time. It's also about money. I mean, the idea of traveling again, you know, things are first opening up, and we're now talking about traveling again, and some Mm -hmm. folks are moving ahead with plans for 2022, to actually yeah. have in-person events again. You know, we were talking earlier about Mystic South and how that, yeah. you know, we're planning yeah. on doing that. And that, for me, is my big blowout <laughs> of the year because that's where, yeah. excuse me, I don't have to travel all too far. And, you know, I don't rely on anybody to front me, you know, my hotels or anything. I go and I do my right. thing. Um you know, but it's nice and close to home, and it's you know I enjoy yeah. it there. I know all the restaurants, I know all the folks. It's it's a very comfortable family vacation for me. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Not that I would and I don't think to do other things, but 
it, you know, I don't think it's right. necessary to do every single event for me because I'm not a writer. I'm not selling books. Um, I would love to do more, but it's it's not a necessity for what I do. No, but even if you're a writer, I mean, it, I, I think people have sort of this misconception about what the conference and festival circuit actually entails. Like, I usually uh-huh. choose to do one big event each year, and for me, it is Mystic South in the summer, because that, for me, that's that's a week, basically travel down, have a good yep. time for a few days, learn some stuff, hang out with people, and then travel back. But I don't think people right. like, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think people realize just how, first of all, how cost prohibitive stuff like this can be. You know, I get invited to stuff all over the country, and usually what happens is I have to, I'm expected to pay my own way there, whether it's on an airplane or driving my car. I'm typically either comped lodging or I get a discount at lodging. I have to take time Mm -hmm. off from my full-time job that actually pays the bills. Um, right. And then, you know, and, and it's a week out of my life. And in most cases, I would lose money. I'd end up in the hole. You know, there's not enough book sales to cover a $3,000 trip across the country. You know, I don't think people right. realize just what kind of royalties writers actually make, but it ain't a lot. Um, right. So, for someone like me, even if I was able to take a handful of books with me and sell them at an event, I'm still losing money. And so that's one of the reasons why I am very selective, you know, because yeah. uh, while I'm, nobody gets into writing pagan books for profit. I mean, there's, there, there's not a lot of money to be had. But I also don't want to end up, like, bankrupting myself because of it. Um, sure. So, you know, so like I said, I'll do Mystic South. I'll do local events. Like if I can drive to it and drive home, you know, in a, in a single weekend, I'll probably go to it if it fits in with my schedule. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm. If someone asked me the other day if I was going to, um, there's a there's a big book festival out in Arizona. And it's not specifically pagan, but it's it's a festival for publishers and writers and stuff like that. And I'm like, that would set me back like five thousand dollars. There's there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Do you know how many books I would have to sell to make that even like a break even thing? So it, so I that's one imagine. of the reasons why I'm super selective. You know, and I think I think it was John Beckett had a really great blog post about this about, you know, the the cost of being a quote-unquote professional pagan or what have you, you know. And it, like me, he right. works a full-time job in the real world. Yep. And he's like, you know, I yep. do a lot of stuff for free, but I shouldn't have yep. to lose money to promote my work. So whether you're a writer or an artist or anybody, you know, just because a festival exists doesn't mean you're obligated to go to it. So that's why I'm, that's why I pick and choose, you know. Absolutely, and you got to use wisdom for it too. You know, you have to do. Yeah. What I mean, when you're a writer, I assume it's got to be profitable for somebody like me who doesn't make money doing what I do in the community. And I'm not bitching about it. I I chose to do it. I'm lucky to do it, right. and I'm really excited right. to do it. But <clears throat> I wrap into it my vacation for the year. Uh, my yeah. anniversary, my husband's birthday. Right. I mean, I get all of these things <laughs> in that week that I'm I'm doing Mystics out. So for right. me, it's kind of awesome because all of these other events are happening at the same time. So it's our big blowout. It's my one big splurge. And what I save yeah. on airfare mm-hmm. for my family, I'm spending on, you know, nice dinners and seeing shit and buying shit and interacting yeah. with folks and Which you know you so it, you should treat yourself i do i do <laughs> oh my gosh so we are we are wow it's we are 10 oh minutes out and i want to make sure i want to I, I don't know. You and I together is just a fest. <laughs> we should not be we should not be left together unsupervised honestly well, we kind of should. <laughs> well, we're going to do that in person. But um, yes. in the meantime, tell me before we go about what you're working on now and where, you know, where folks can catch up with you and what you do plan to, uh, what events you are planning to attend and, and, you know, what's going on with you? What's happening? 
oh my gosh, so many things. So this is obviously the busiest time of year for me. So um, I've got a couple of local events uh, scheduled over the coming couple of months. Uh, there is the Mystic Fair and Witches Ball in Cambridge, Ohio on November 6th. There's the Columbus Witches Ball nice. on November 13th. Um, all of that fun stuff. I typically take late November, December, and January off as a time to regroup. Um, and that's probably mm-hmm. because my sec- this year my second grandbaby is arriving right before Thanksgiving, so I'll be taking some time off to celebrate oh, that. I know. Yay. I'm so excited. But then congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. So coming in 2022 in spring, uh, I will have a new book out. I can't tell you guys what it's about yet, but let's just say it will be illuminating. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, So that'll be something to look forward to in April. So that's something I'm working on now, and I'll, I'll share more information about that as, as it comes. Uh, But then next year in July, you know, God willing, the creek don't rise. I'll be down at Mystic South in July, so that should be fun. Yeah. Uh, but if people want to yeah. keep track of where I'm at, what I'm doing, uh, it's all on my website, pattywiggington.com, or you can find me on Facebook at About Paganism. Oh, that's awesome. That And you're, you know, I just want folks to know, I love Patty so much. She is the most... <laughs> Fun, outgoing, easy to talk to, very approachable, um, and and just a, a great member of this of our community because she does share information Aww. and she does it willingly and freely, which a lot of folks these days don't seem to fucking want to do. So mm-hmm. I'm personally indebted to you because I just think you're awesome Aww. and you always. You always come on and make it fun, and your books are so easy to read and easy to follow, and I can't say enough good things about you as a writer and as a person. I just Oh, that warms my black little heart. Thank you so much. You are too (laughs) sweet. Not really. I can't wait to hang out with you in in, in July at Mystic South. Like, it better happen because otherwise I'm coming to your house and we're just going to, like, hang out for a week. Works for me. There's a couch. All right. We will will hang out. We will hang out. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, As a matter of fact, as far as appearances go, I will be at Charlotte Pride this afternoon. I don't know where it's going to end up. I know that it starts on Commonwealth. So if you're in the area... Um, I will be walking around with a man with white hair. That's my husband. Y'all know what I look like. Come up and say hi, and I'll be happy to talk to you. We'll hang out. But aside from that, all right, Miss Patty, I want to thank you again for coming on and spending some time with me. I love you and and adore you. And this book is amazing. Wicca Journal for Beginners with Spells, Rituals, and Remedies. It is not just for Wiccans. It is not just for beginners. Don't be fooled by the title. Um, it's a wonderful book. And if you struggle like me with journaling, this is the goddess has sent it to you for a reason. I'm just saying. But anyway, Patty, I'm going to hit you <laughs> Thank up you for so another much visit. For having for me. Like, I always love having you. And I'm going to hit you up in a few minutes to get you booked for your mysterious but illuminating new book that's coming out next year. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a wonderful morning. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. I will be back next week with Whiskey Stevens. We are going to talk about her book, Rise of the Witch. And I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will talk to you all later. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.